In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. Hey, Ohio with Mobile Sports Betting now live. We know that it can be a bit overwhelming deciding on which sports book to use. That's why we wanted to tell you about BetQL. BetQL is your one stop for all things sports betting related from betting analytic trends to expert picks. Head on over to BetQL or the app or to BetQL.com to get informed. Get your betting win streak started. Use code OH25 for 25% off your first month. That's BetQL.com slash news slash 923 the fan for those exclusive sports book offers. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, uh, we talked about this going into the first game of the season against Cincinnati, how healthy the Browns are. Though they lose Jack Conklin in the first game. We don't know what's up with Warren Thorn- uh, Juan Thornhill. We may uh, a little bit later this week. What is the health of this team right now? How are you feeling about that? Oh, they're in great shape. Um, you know, as you alluded to, losing Jack Conklin's a big blow. They really like Dewan Jones a lot. Um, Fourth-round pick <clears throat> out of Ohio State has come a long way since rookie minicamp. But let's be honest about it. The dude needed a bucket between every rep that he took to now where, like, I mean, he was awesome in the preseason. I think he allowed one single pressure in all his preseason snaps, uh, went back and, and kind of zeroed in on him as I as I was uh, looking uh, at the All-22. And I'll be honest with you, I thought he played pretty well against Cincinnati. Um, so you certainly can understand why the Browns feel pretty good about DeWine Jones taking over there for Jack Conklin. Obviously, you miss some of the veteran experience there, but um, I think that they'll be in pretty good shape there. Um, and, and hopefully the offensive line is able to uh, continue to remain healthy. But as far as the rest of the team goes, I mean, yeah, Juan Thornhill, we'll see where he's at this week. But otherwise, they came out of the game pretty clean. Jed Wills, we'll keep an eye on him. Wouldn't shock me if he is limited on uh, Thursday, by the way, the schedule this week for the Browns. Um, you're probably listening to this on a Thursday. Thursday is their Wednesday practice. Friday will be the Thursday practice day. And then Saturday is the typical Friday. The team will travel to Pittsburgh on Sunday. And then, of course, uh, play the Steelers uh, Monday night. But uh, Jed Wills will be someone to, I think, keep a little bit of an eye on this week. He had x-rays, kind of hobbled into the x-ray room last week with a couple of trainers. Kevin Stefanski told us on Monday that Jed is fine. There's no issue there. We'll find out if, in fact, that's true. But again, would not be surprised to see him pop on the uh, pop up on the injury report uh, as limited this week. But otherwise, they're in they're in good shape. Let's talk about the Steelers here for a second, Daryl. Uh, the injuries that they are coming into this thing. Uh, talk that you know Cam John uh, Cam Hayward, I should say, is out. Uh, Deontay Johnson looks like he's going to be out with a hamstring. Pat Firemuth, their big tight end, got hurt last week. Uh, and DeMarvin uh, Leal's also out. He's got a tricep injury. At least he was out heading into this week. I, you know, all talk is, is that for sure Cam Hayward and Deontay Johnson will be out. How big is that as far as the Browns are concerned? Oh, I mean, from the Browns' perspective, it, it obviously helps them tremendously because Cam is always a pain in the you-know-what to yes. try and slow up, right? I mean, he... Every time he plays the Browns, he seems to uh, put together his Hall of Fame reel for whatever reason. Um, uh, you know, obviously you're never rooting for anyone to get hurt uh, for for any team, but those I would say those injuries certainly favor the Browns uh, without question. Um, and the and the fact that the Steelers are coming off of the type of beating that they had to endure, thirty to seven to San Francisco, uh, who uh, <clears throat> many. Uh, Yours truly, 
have picked to get back to the Super Bowl this year. I think that uh, it's going to be Philadelphia and San Francisco fighting for that NFC title. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the contrast between those teams and where they're at, Andy, night and day, right? 49ers are a contender. I, my prediction about the Steelers finishing in last place in this division is looking pretty good right now because they look like the worst team in this division. Uh, not, not by, but, but like a by mile. They looked awful. Now, I expect them to bring it Monday night against the Browns, but I don't know that their that shot is going to be enough to take down the Browns. Gerald, going back to their game against San Francisco, Kenny Pickett, 31 of 46, 232 yards, two interceptions. Najah Harris on the ground, six carries, 31 yards, averaged about 5.2. And then uh, what Allen Robinson led them, five receptions, uh, 64 yards, 12.8 uh, was his average. And Deontay Johnson, who we just said, looks like he'll be out this week. Uh, three receptions, 48 yards, 16 uh, was his average. Looking at those numbers I and knowing what the Browns defense did last week to Cincinnati, I would think, man, I feel pretty good about the Browns this week. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers were only able to score uh, seven points last week against San Francisco. Uh, they absolutely got carved up on the ground by Christian McCaffrey, uh, including a 66-yard touchdown run in which he just basically ran by everybody, <laughs> which doesn't happen against the Steelers all that often. Um, that Those are things could that happen two weeks in a row. Yeah, a- absolutely it could, especially with Nick Chubb, uh, you know, going for the, the Browns. I-, I will say this, though. Um, T.J. Watt. Looked like a defensive player of the year. <laughs> he, he looked really good. He had three sacks. He had all three of the, the Steelers' sacks uh, last week. So he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to Dewan Jones having to deal with him as well as Jedrick Wills because I'm sure they're going to ping him back and forth between uh, both of those uh, tackles. But um, you, when you look at like this, just the statistical analysis, right? Um, and you look at some of the numbers the Steelers put up last week, it's hard to believe they only scored seven points. Um, they, you know, uh, their numbers uh, weren't all that terrible. They weren't great, but they weren't terrible. They, uh, but they were held to like less than 240 yards of total offense uh, by San Francisco. Um, you know, defensively, uh, they gave up nearly 400 yards in total offense. That is great news for Deshaun Watson and the Browns offense. Uh, the fact that they got gashed in, in that fashion, <clears throat> um, they gave up nearly 200 yards rushing, which is again, not what we're used to seeing from a Pittsburgh Steeler uh, defense. So I, I really feel like a, a pretty significant opportunity is knocking for the Browns to, Start two and zero, not only for the first time since 1993, but they can go two and zero within the division for the first time since. Uh, let's see how good you are. When's the last time the Browns were two and zero within the AFC North? And I'm gonna give you a hint. In the AFC North. Yep, that they started two and zero within the division. I'll uh, give you a hint. You don't have to go back uh, more than a decade. I'm stumped. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying. It, uh, it's got to be uh, Brian Hoyer, right? No, 2019. Oh, it wasn't that long ago. And yeah. the two and the two teams they beat, the Steelers and the Ravens. 
Again, you're talking about just the North itself, right? Because they only correct. have three opening games. That, that, so. is, that is correct. Within, <clears throat> two yeah, and oh within a division. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, – hmm. I started thinking about the AFC Central there for a second. I was going so far back. I was like, no, nah, you got to keep going back forward on that. Um, Deshaun Watson, Daryl, you know, we, we talked about him on the radio today. You and I did. Um, what does he need to do to impress you this week? Uh, he needs to make the plays that are there to be made. Um, hopefully the weather forecast holds up in Pittsburgh and it's dry. Uh, I did not like the way he played in the nasty weather. Um, he's got to be better than that. Again, in his defense, Joe Burrow was just pretty God awful. But then again, Joe Burrow had to go against the Browns defense. So there there's, you know, that balance. But I, I feel like Deshaun, there just has to come a point where we have the Deshaun game. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like I, I feel like we're still waiting for that game. We're waiting for the $230 million quarterback to show up. We've not seen it yet. And I'm anxiously awaiting that. Like where he just absolutely just tar and feathers a defense, not only w- w- with his throws, but also with his legs. Now we saw a little bit of the legs against the Bengals, right? Um, he, he had Cincinnati on skates on the, on the 13 yard touchdown run earlier. He, uh, you know, was able to scramble and convert a, a third long into a first down, but I'm waiting for the Deshaun Watson game. I really am. We haven't seen it yet. And, um, it would be nice if uh, Monday night was, was that night where he throws for 300 plus yards and three touchdowns. And, you know, the Browns offense looks as explosive as we think it can be on paper, I will say this there, those missed opportunities that we're lamenting from the Bengals game because of the heavy football, because of the rain, because of timing, whatever the reasons that were involved there. I, I feel like the, the positive side of that coin is that those opportunities were there and in good playing conditions, Deshaun's going to cash those in and be able to, uh, you know, uh, you know, complete those passes, put points on the scoreboard, capitalize on those explosive opportunities. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm waiting for the Deshaun game. I really am. Uh, we, he got a mulligan last year for the six games there, even though that was all self-inflicted, why he couldn't play in the first place. And then now we had the weather is a mitigating circumstance. So hopefully again, weather won't be a factor in Pittsburgh and he just goes up and he, here, I should say, he just goes out there and just lights the Steelers on fire. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. A new look, Cleveland Browns. What are we talking about? That's next on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.